Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, this is Jennifer White-Sawinski, and you're listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. Hey, bartender. Hey, bartender. Pass me a drink. Pass me a drink. Right. The reason that I'm here. The reason that I'm here. It's a neat time to think. Well, I'm uh, when I used to bartend, I don't bartend anymore, but when I used to bartend, I was in my 20s, so yeah, I did things like that all the time. But it's you know, just you know, relax, uh, you know. Uh, have some fun. Uh, we'll have some fun. Uh, joke around a little bit. But uh, Jennifer, welcome to the uh, Hey Bartender podcast. It's great to have you on here. Um, Thank you. So, uh, just to get things started, uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Alrighty, everybody. Well, I've been a bartender for over twenty years. I've been in the restaurant industry a little over twenty years. Uh, I actually started as a server, so that's why I get some of my videos. I do a lot of server humor, and then I actually went to bartending. And I was actually working in television on the side, which is even crazier because I was making more money in bartending and serving. So I kind of stuck with that. And then I fell into management, of course. I got I got asked to be a manager and I was like, yeah, yeah I want the title. Of course, everyone knows management is insane and you get you get to work 60 hours for half the money. Right. Um, so after that, I was doing management for about 12 years. And then, and then what happened? Oh, and then I had my son. I got pregnant with my son. So I took a couple years off, and then my husband's like, all right, uh, you got to get back to work. I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to go back to work, and I, I love it. It's easy. And my friend called me. She's like, there's this little place opening up. It's kind of family-owned. It's super chill. And I'm like, I'll go check it out. Why not? So I went, and they hired me, like, literally the same day. And then, um, yeah, the rest is history. I've been there three years. Now I have two kids, so I've been there three years, and it's just a super chill place. It's a lot of regulars. It's it's very, um, very laid back. It, it's, it's just a very fun place to work. You know, all the regulars come in, they can't wait to be in my videos. They just, <laughs> they just have a good time. So yeah. Uh, so I don't get a lot of, so to tell the, uh, the audience, uh, where are you from? I am from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Fort Lauderdale. That's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool here. I've been here 20, 28 years. I've been here. Uh, um, I watched a lot of your TikTok videos, uh, just recently and, uh, it doesn't look like that you have, or at least in the videos that you have, you don't have like the big college crowd because Fort Lauderdale used to be the go-to place for spring break. Yeah. So I actually work. Okay. So when people hear Fort Lauderdale, they think the beach, they think my, they, a lot of people think like Miami beach, all the party town. I actually work in a very rural area called Davie. Um, they call it the country town of Fort Lauderdale. So it's basically like a bunch of, you know, they say rednecks, but it's not really rednecks, but that's what they call Davie, Florida. Um, but we get, like I said, it's literally like just a local restaurant bar and it's, it's, 
the reason people come to my bar or come to my restaurant so much is because we literally have everything. We serve everything from sushi, steaks, seafood, salads. I mean, you name it. And we have a, a collection of bourbon, over 300 bourbons. Oh, wow. Which people absolutely love. And I've shown that in a couple of my videos. Yeah. So before we get too far into the interview, like I said, like I told you before we got started, is there a drink special that you'd like to present to us? Well, I actually created a drink for our menu um, that was amazing. And basically it's like a, it tastes like a key lime. It's like a pina colada and it's just lime. It's, it's actually a very big drink in Key West. Uh, so that's one of my favorites. I actually make an amazing margarita, but if I had to pick a drink that I am 100% amazing at. I'm going to have to go with, okay, I have two. Hmm. I'm going to have to say margarita. That's like my number one. But if you want a specialty cocktail, I'm going to say the key lime culotta. And how do you make that? The, your specialty? Okay. So the key lime culotta is actually uh, vanilla vodka. You put a splash of fresh lime juice a dash of simple syrup. I don't want to make it too sweet, but the sweet offsets the sour. So we don't want to get that too bitter. And then we add pina colada mix. Not the, We don't make it frozen. It's on the rockstar as a martini. And then we add kiki lime, which is a liqueur. Uh, it's almost like a green, creamy liqueur. It's really delicious. Shake it up and pour it on the, on the rocks or pour it in a martini. And it's amazing. It's so refreshing. It is a little sweet for those that don't like sweet drinks, but it's very refreshing. It sounds, uh, it sounds great. It's very Florida. Yeah, yeah, they, with all the key lime and all that. Yeah, that sounds very Florida. Yeah. Um, I encourage all my uh, listeners all the time to either email me or email you if they go ahead and try the drink or have their customers try the drink to let it let us know what they thought of it. So um, anybody who tries out that drink, you, you can either contact Jennifer on your TikTok page. What What's your TikTok? Um, I would say on Facebook. is always easiest a messenger. Facebook? For sure. Yeah. Uh, or you can contact me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. So, you know, now that we got that out of the way, all the introductions are done. Uh, so, let's start at the beginning. Now, we're not starting at, like, birth or anything like that, but uh, <laughs> what, what got you into the restaurant industry initially? Um, so, initially, I actually started, and this is actually a very funny story, because I, I, people always ask me, how did you start bartending? Did you go to school? Did you do this? You don't need to go to school to bartend. I think we all know that. I think it's just more practice. It's learning. It's it's based on experience. You right. know, you learn what you are good at. You learn what you are fail at. So I always knew I wanted to bartend when I was like 18, 19. It's just, I like people. I'm good with people. I love being around people. Uh, so I actually went to this place near my house and I lied to the, to the owner and told him I had bartended for a few years. <laughs> and he's like, oh, great. So he hired me right away. It's a real small place, hole in the wall. And he's like, okay, great. Um, you're hired. And I remember the first Long Island I ever made, I forgot triple sec and sour mix. Oh. So literally the guy, <laughs> the guy tasted it and he goes, what the hell is this? And I'm like, it's a Long Island. And he's like, um, it doesn't taste like one. I'm like, okay. Obviously I learned later how to fix that, but it was just really <laughs> funny because I, I'm sitting there, you know, somebody would order, now, let me get a Cosmo and I'm opening a book, like we're trying to figure out how to make it. It's a, it was funny, but um, yeah, I just kind of fell into the money's great. And I just, I love being around people. I love meeting new people. Um, I actually worked at the Hard Rock down here. I don't know if, um, if you've heard the casino. Hard which, Rock Casino has a giant guitar hotel. Which one? Because uh, I've been to the one in, uh, no, I've been to the one in Hollywood. Uh, in that's Florida. where, I, yeah, I worked there. Yeah, yeah that's I, where I work. I've been there, yeah. I was. 
I was there for 10 years and we got a lot of like celebrities, high rollers, big gamblers, and they would literally slip you a hundred bucks just for getting water. Like it was such a crazy place to work. So, you know, it gets addicting. You're like, I could do this. I can, I was single. I'm like, whatever, I'm making money. You know, it was, it was, it was a great job. Yeah. I, I, uh, I went to that, uh, place and, uh, up for a work trip, uh, probably about six or seven years ago. And, uh, of course, every time I go into a hard rock cafe, I, you know, I'm drooling over the guitars or the instruments that are all over the place. And I find, oh, it's amazing, yeah, I find like, just an, as an example, James Hetfield's Explorer on, on the wall. And then I sit there and try to debate for about five or 10 minutes. How am I going to steal that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They have such great stuff there, but it's, they actually just redid the whole thing. So it's even better now, but. But it, yeah, I've I've actually been there, and it, uh, that's uh, that's a very cool place. Now, I've talked to uh, people who uh, I, I talked to a bartender who worked in Las Vegas. Now, working in a casino. Uh, uh, now, this is this is on an Indian reservation in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's totally different yeah. situation, totally different rules. Now, working in like uh, your mom and pop owned uh, bars, or even in corporate you got to try to balance out how much alcohol you sell to the food. What's it like in a in a casino? Because the, you're not really selling sliders to people that are at a slot machine or anything like that. Do you? Oh no. I, so my restaurant was actually outside the casino. Oh, so I worked, yeah, I worked at a upscale sushi place. It was called tattoo. Mm -hmm. One of the most popular restaurants down there. Um, yeah, no, we just sold a ton of, a ton of liquor. It wasn't, I don't even know what our, honestly, God, what our percentage of liquor sales was, but I think it was pretty much almost 50, 50. Like it was, it was pretty equal in the sense of, you know, I mean, people ate the food. The food's amazing. Mm -hmm. So, and, but, uh, uh no, well, go ahead. No, no, you're, you're doing great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, how long were you a server before you became a bartender? I served for... Oh gosh, let me see. I did two years in college. I did two years out of college. So I would say probably like total about about six years total and the rest was bartending. So, and then I did 12 years management. So so was it uh, when you started off in the service industry, was it kind of a job of necessity? You were going, uh, you're going to co uh, college and you need your cash. So you uh, got a job. Yeah. So my first serving job was a buffet that was my first one in college and I remember the first guy that I served I gave him a sweet tea and he yelled at me because it wasn't sweet enough and that was my first experience with like customers <laughs> and I'm like I started I literally cried I'm like he's being so mean to me it was horrible and then my second job was actually at a Mexican restaurant when I was in college and all my orders would come out wrong and I'm like I don't understand what's going on and they're like I'm not Spanish and I'm like I don't speak any Spanish so I had to like start looking stuff up. I'm like, I'm like, taco, no cebollo, no tomato. I had to like write it out. It was the funniest thing. I'm like, I'm done with this. So once I went, I ended up working at Flanagan's for a couple of years, which is a really well-known restaurant down here. They serve ribs, wings, burgers, stuff like that. Um, and then where did I go after that? And then I went, to, oh, that's when I ended up at the Hard Rock. I bartended in Orlando for a little bit when I was up there. I actually worked for MTV and VH1 for two years, oh, which was wow. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was a cool job. I worked in reality TV and then I was also, while I was working there, I was bartending at night. So I kind of kept doing that. 
Okay. Uh, I can't say much for reality TV because uh, I've never been a fan ever. I mean, I, I remember back in, back in first season of the real world. I mean, that far back, I, I never watched that stuff just because it kind of annoyed me. You know, I, I watch MTV, you know, where's the music videos? Why am I watching this guy? Yeah, I know. Freak out I know. over yeah, nothing. And it's not even worse. Then it went to 16 and pregnant. You're like, oh, God, why are they promoting this? Yeah. But. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, actually, quick story. I got mad at MTV. The last time I watched it was 2008. And the reason why I know that is because uh, it was during the Live 8 concert. And they cut off Pink Floyd, who hadn't played together for 25 years or something like that, the original Ooh. members. And they yeah. cut to uh, they cut during the guitar solo to comfortably numb to destiny uh, footage from earlier in the day with Destiny's Child, and I was like, I'm done with MTV, done. And, and, but they mostly, you know, Jersey Shore, all that stuff. No, I can't do it. <laughs> I actually, I actually did enjoy Jersey Shore for a little well, bit, and uh, to each their the own. Florida not... Bama was good. Florida Bama was very good. Yeah, okay. I don't knock anybody that does enjoy reality TV. Uh, it's just not my thing. You managed to balance uh, working for MTV and bartending at the same time. That had to have been crazy hours. So, yeah. So what I actually I had done, I was actually doing an internship with them. So I wasn't getting paid. So for the first few months, I was actually driving back to Fort Lauderdale, working on the weekends, and then driving back for the internship during the week. And then when I finally moved there, after doing that for like four or five months, I was working the weekends and like two nights a week when I was doing my internship during the week, like nine to five or whatever. Ethan, stop. Let him relax. I'm serious. So I did. Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't that bad. Um, it was just a lot of hours and a lot of, um, I, it was good. I was 25 years old at the time. So oh, yeah. I could handle it. We all had energy no. back then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You don't make much money doing any internship. I, I've tried internships. You don't with, make any money. Yeah. Make zero money. I've tried internships with radio stations and basically all I learned from doing the internship was where the best places to get coffee and bagels were. And yeah, I, I was in charge of that. I actually had to walk into universal studios to get coffee. So what I would do was I would just tell them the line was really long. We jump on a ride and come back. It was fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. But you realized that you're able, were you ever making money or was it just strictly an internship while working for No, strictly free? Yeah. Free, free, free. Well, that's why you decided that bartending uh, ultimately made you more money. Yeah. Yeah, bartending was amazing. So, uh, yeah, bartending ultimately uh, became better opportunity for you than trying to hope for hope to get a job uh, doing an internship. But was that uh, originally what you were striving for? Was to be working in so, TV or? Yeah. So here, I'll give you the, the synopsis of the story. And again, I don't mind talking about this because it's something that I kind of experienced. But um, I was living in Orlando. I got into a really crappy relationship working with MTV. Um, I actually started working for them after the internship for about a year. Um, but the relationship that I was in was extremely horrible. And believe me, if people that know me now, they're like, I don't even know how you could have even gone through that. But it was extremely abusive. Blah, blah, blah. Make a long story short, I had to come home. And I had to run away. I basically had to get away from him. So I moved back home. Um, I was still freelancing a little bit for television shows. If there was one in Miami, I would go down and work the show. And then, you know, for a day or two, make a couple hundred bucks. So that's when I started working at the Hard Rock was when I moved back in 2006. 
Um, I just, I couldn't be in Orlando anymore. It was just not a good situation. So yeah, technically I kind of did ruin that job in a sense, but I couldn't be there anymore. So Mm. for me, it was just an escape. I had to get away. So I got, I needed money. I went to the hard rock, applied, got hired. I started serving there and, um, the rest is kind of history. I moved my way up the ladder. I mean, I, I went all the way up to general manager, um, until the place closed down. So it was, it was, it was a learning experience and it was probably the best 10 years of my life in the industry because I got to meet amazing people. If I tell you what, I actually made a video about what celebrities I waited on and took care of because there were some interesting ones I could tell you. <laughs> yeah. I, sure. I, I typically do bug people about their celebrity, you know, Oh, you, uh, cause I'm vicariously living through you guys. Oh, you've met celebrities. Who have you met? Uh, oh my God. Give me a little taste of, of who you met. Uh, one of my favorites, I have to say was John Stamos. No kidding. Um, <laughs> He was one of the nicest people I've ever met. And I literally walked up to my mom, Uncle Jesse. I freaked out. Um, so that was definitely starstruck. Uh, the other person that I actually waited on was very awesome, uh, Steven Tyler. Mm. And he he was actually at one of my other tables. And he came over to another another one of my tables and sang happy birthday to a group of girls. I'm like, can you imagine getting sung to by Steven Tyler for your birthday? Well, like, that's <laughs> a present in itself. Yeah. Um, he was great. Um, who else? Oh God, there's so many. Um, so many com- a lot of comedians, Polly Shore, um, Andy Dick. Um now are you comfortable? Oh really? Uh are now are you yeah. comfortable saying uh tell uh telling who a nightmare celebrity was? One of so one of the worst I don't want to say one of the worst. Oh, and you know who's cool? Gilbert Gottfried was super cool. One he of seems the worst- like a cool guy, yeah. But <laughs> He's super cool. I mean, like I FaceTimed my brother and my brother was like starstruck. I'm like, look who I'm talking to. Look who's in. He's like, Hey, what's up? And he started talking to him. Um, what, okay. I don't want to say like, I want to say weird. Uh, one of the nightmare celebrities that I had at another restaurant was Sharon Stone. Oh, she really? is not a nice person. She was very demanding, very rude to the staff. And we're like, listen, you should like the rest of us, like calm down, you know, like, and she hasn't made like a mo- good it's movie weird. since. <laughs> exactly. <When? laughs> since, since she started to die Exactly. Um, who? Would, oh, Andy Dick was very weird. Very nice, but weird. Um, his credit card got declined. He didn't tip well. Um, yeah, so he was definitely strange. I've never had really like a horrible encounter with anybody. Mm. Uh, nobody that really stood out is like, oh my god, I'm never supporting them again. Mm. Actually, I actually got became really good friends with Joe Coy for a while. Who's he that? came in all the comedian, Asian oh, comedian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Joe Coy. Yeah. yeah, we actually kept in touch for a long time, and every time he had a show in town, he'd invite me. So that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, overall, I've never really had anybody that was like disrespectful or rude. Yeah, a lot, mean, of, a lot of football players. I mean, the bars that I used to work at were in uh, way out of the main city because uh, I, I I'm originally from Oregon, and the the big city where everybody goes to party and where all the big shows hang out are are in the Portland area. But I was deep in the suburbs, like a half hour away from downtown Portland. So we didn't ever get to see celebrities. Uh, we uh, There was one time where they put an ad out in the paper. Uh, the restaurant I was working at put an ad out in the paper begging Billy Bob Thornton and Bruce Willis to uh, come over and have some food at our restaurant because they were in town filming bandits. But they never showed up. Of course not. <laughs> People but, think they're shit dumps. That's what I hate. I really hate that. Like, we're the reason you're something, you know? Like. Your TikTok videos, uh, the uh, they the first one that caught my attention was 
mostly because earlier that day I had posted a meme on Instagram because uh, of a dirty, uh, dirty, dirty table, and put the caption oh, underneath it that said, "Guaranteed, if the restaurant's empty, the uh, the next customer will want will want to sit here, or something like that." And you put a t- TikTok on that said the same thing, basically, but video format. <laughs> What's funny about that is actually I didn't even think about doing that, but some girl, I think her name was Kristen or Christy. I think Kristen. She kept writing it on on my videos. Please do one about a dirty table. Please do one. And she kept writing it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I, I kept, what I do is when I, when I watch, I find TikTok, I watch TikTok and I look for a good sound and I'm like, I could use that. I could use that sound. Mm. Oh, so I found out that sound that's like, what you doing? And then like, I, I, it matched perfectly and she was so happy that I did it, but yeah. Um, but it was perfect. So I'm like, okay, there's a dirty table. Let's go use it. You know, but it's so true. People do it all the time at the bar. And I'm like, like this lady did it two days ago. She just sat at her room. Like, just give me a second or wave, you know, wave your hand. Like, Hey, is this okay? Can I sit here? And I'll get it. I'll get, I'll absolutely get to it and, and, and wipe it down for somebody. I have no problem with that. So. Yeah. The, I didn't see any problem with it when it happened to me the first time. I mean, my restaurant, it was uh, the food. We stopped serving food at like 11 o'clock. It was maybe 10, 15, so no big deal. And these customers come in. The last customers that I had just left. One table out of the entire restaurant, uh, I was oh, doing maybe eight tables and because it was a small place. And one out of the eight tables was dirty. And they said, excuse me, can you clear that off for us? And I'm like, looking around the restaurant, I'm like, literally, you have the rest of the restaurant. Why do you need to sit there? <laughs> that's just what people do. And that's why I love making making fun of it in a sense of making other people laugh. It's not meant to hurt people or make people upset. It's just for good times. And, you know, but, the world is just sad now, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, to servers, uh, anybody who uh, hasn't seen your TikToks, uh, to servers uh, or people in the service industry would find your TikToks very relatable and hilarious just because we've all been through all of that. You know, the difficult okay. customers, the customer that pays and only change. and Which everybody got offended by. And I was trying to explain that. I was like, it's not about paying attention. And the funniest thing about this, two days later, these ladies sat down and it wasn't even for me. It was the bartender before me had quarters lined up and that's how they paid the tip and i go sarah i go i go this is this is like literally what i just did and i'm like they're stacked and she's like how much is it i'm like two dollars and fifty cents she's like what and i'm like it's not about like even if they only had one drink or two drinks it's just funny when you see that as a tip you're like you couldn't just put out two singles like that would make it look a little better you know yeah it's, that's what i meant it wasn't meant to I and mean, people were saying changes money changes and you know there's always somebody that hates yeah. but i'm like that's not the point. It's somebody like stacking up to the exact penny of paying of payment. Well, so. yeah, there, uh, I mean, there was a guy that used to come into my bar all the time and he would drink, uh, uh, one specific microbrew that we had on, uh, we had on special just to get rid of the keg cause it had been there forever. And he was just, Oh, this is great stuff. And he would pay in a sort of change. It wasn't like, uh, you know, it was say it was two fifty. He, it wasn't, uh, 10 quarters, eight, eight ten. Yeah. It wasn't 10 quarters. It was maybe two quarters, a handful of dimes, pennies. And, yeah. And exactly. I, and I kept thinking, did, did he just clear out his piggy bank or something? But, uh, 
oh no, and we don't even keep changing the rules. We only keep quarters, so it's like, okay. And I always round up or down in the favor of the guests. I don't ever take, you know. Uh, well, the uh, funny thing I talked about it in uh, the last show I recorded by myself. Uh, the funny thing about it is it, when you after you've taken a whole bunch of change from uh, from a customer, and then you have to close out your till at the end of the night and realize that you uh, that you have to count a a whole drawer yeah. full of dimes or yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You're like, who did this? And then you start guessing. You're like, oh, that's about two bucks. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yep. Or you know the the server that ran that till before you did decided to open a whole new roll of uh, roll of dimes, so you have to uh, count all of those and. Yep, uh, exactly. And no matter what, I was always resentful. I mean, how did you feel about that? <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, you know, it's funny because now that I'm now that I work in this bar, we only have quarters. We don't use any other change. So for me, it's it's actually perfect. I'm like, I'm not counting all this crap. I'm not, you know. I mean, yeah, it is my job. Like the one the one video that I did, sit down. The one video that I did um, that got 10 million views, the one with the let me talk to him. Oh. you've seen it, it's all at the end. It's the first video I ever posted. Um, I should please be careful. It's the first video I ever posted. And that's the reason why I kept going. So I'm like, wait a second. I just made a video to be silly. And like, this thing is being shared over 2000 times. It's crazy. Like my <laughs> brother's, uh, my brother lives in Nebraska and he's like, my secretary asked me to make TikToks. I'm like, yeah, you she saw it. I'm like, what? That's so weird. Um, but yeah, that was the first trend that I saw on TikTok with the, it's like a, it's it's really stupid. It's that one that's like, let me talk to him. Uh huh. And then it's like, oh yeah, or whatever. I don't even know what it says. And I, it was about the restaurant. So I did, table of ten walks in, drinks nice bourbon, bills over seven hundred dollars, splits checks ten ways. <laughs> so it's yeah. a joke because I'm like, we all hate splitting checks ten ways. Yeah. And people took it as, well, you're still getting a tip, and all these comments are based on like, but but why can't you do math? If you ask from the beginning, it'd be easier. I'm like. You're missing the joke. Like yeah. you're missing the joke. Like yeah. it's so stupid. How pe- how many people wrote on that? Oh, but it's the same. It's the same tip. It's this. It's that. And I'm like, you completely missed it. Like, yeah, people need to stop being so butthurt. Uh, either they haven't worked in a uh, worked in the service industry ever before, or they work in fine dining and somehow uh, think that they uh, are above. They well, they're the people that call themselves mixologists. Not a bartender. Oh yeah, <laughs> or the people, or the people that are like, like, and then I get some comments that are like, "Well, if you don't like your job, switch it." I go, I wouldn't be making videos if I didn't like my job. Like, I'm having <laughs> fun. I'm enjoying it. It's all in good fun. Like, that's what I try to explain to people. Like, don't take it seriously. I'm literally having fun, being silly. You know, it's not. You know, some people just they love being internet bullies. They don't want to. Sure. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to actually just comment something nice. They, they, it's all, it's all hate. I'm like, just relax. Life is short. Yeah. I, I've, uh, I've been carefully uh, going around TikTok. I don't do any of the trends. Like you won't catch me dancing or anything <laughs> like that, but, uh, I've been careful around TikTok, mostly just promoting the podcast, but I had, I don't get bullied a lot, but I see a lot of the aftermath where people get bullied and, Actually, I did get bullied once because I gave a compliment to a woman and she took it the wrong way, which happens, you know, may, you know, I, I don't know exactly what I said wrong, but I'm a guy. So, you know, I guess I'm the devil, but, yeah. um, but all of her followers started attacking me and, 
It was it, insane because she made a uh, she made a video to retaliate that I told her that I think she would look great in an evening dress, and it wasn't anything sexual. I just mentioned that because she asked in her video, uh, "What should I wear?" And I said, "You would look great in an evening dress." And she responded by saying, "I'll wear an evening dress when you wear an evening dress." And then oh I just got my email box just got filled by all of these guys saying, well, how come you're not wearing a dress or, you know, you know, and I'm just like, Oh God. But, uh, I'm very careful around TikTok. Uh, but, uh, I mean, the, uh, the most views I've ever gotten was like 12,000 views on one video that, and I pat myself on the back every day for that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you never know when you, when you post a video, what's going to, I don't know how the whole TikTok ad, the algorithm, whatever that whole thing is. Like, I don't even know how that works. I posted a video four ways to piss off a bartender. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. literally did it at the end of the night, just with like four of my regulars. I'm like, can you just see my TikTok? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually the guy that did that video. Is the one that's in the um, closing time. That mm-hmm. one got a lot of views too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that four ways to piss off it got like half a million views on TikTok. And I'm like, I didn't even think that was my best video. So you just never know, like how people are watching or what they're watching or how, you know, what they, what they click on or whatever. The one I just posted about my husband, I was cracking up because all these guys are like, Oh yeah, let me, I'll, I'll fight him. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like a joke. Like I'm yeah. saying like all the people that say mean things on my video. I just said, I love that. Talk to me. I talk, I just like it. And my husband talks. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to post it. People are like writing on there. Like, Oh, I'll talk to him out back or I'll, you know, let him have a piece of me. He's nothing. He's little. I'm yeah. like, you're literally arguing over the, and it's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, people have no life. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. It's, uh, yeah, the, the one of the video that I was going to bring up was the one where you, uh, the annoying things customers do. Are those your, like your top four favorites or do you have, uh, do you have others? Cause one that I always laugh about to this day is there was this guy that was maybe five, four in tennis shoes that came into my bar. Every time he wanted a beer, he'd, put the beer bottle on top of his head and oh my god all of a sudden one day i just uh told the woman i was working with i said oh look he's trying to make himself taller and you know that became the joke oh, for awesome. a couple months but uh, awesome. uh customers uh you know they they have their own ways of, of trying to annoy uh customer uh, uh annoy their bartender uh oh yeah they, uh the, do you have other favorite ways or uh, ways that stick so what? out. Sorry, I missed that. So what? Other ways that uh, they ask for drinks uh, that annoy you, uh, or at um, least make I you have laugh. One guy. <laughs> I well, I have one guy who, honest to God, I can't. I don't want to say I can't stand him, but I can't stand him. He doesn't speak English. It's not that sure. He doesn't speak English. He orders Budweiser. That's all he drinks. He sits there. Sometimes he falls asleep, not from being drunk, just from being tired. Whatever he has, maybe four beers for the whole the whole time. Uh, but he sits for hours and then he leaves and he doesn't tip. And I'm like, you need to tip. Stop that shit. Come here. I say, you need to tip. And he's like, eh, okay. And I'm like, propina, propina. That I learned. Nah. I learned that the hard way. But yeah, so I'm like, propina, propina. And he's like, oh, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. And I'm like, what? So he just, he'll just push his beer all the way to the front and I'll see it. Well, I mean, listen, I'm not, a, I'm not an ass, but you're going to wait a little bit because you're not, you know, you're not going to wait a little, you're not going to wait a long time, but I'm just going to make you, make you, you know, work for your beer because you got to tip. You can't be like that. Yeah. Uh, when it, when it comes to tipping, that's been, uh, 
ever since this podcast started, uh, that's been something that's been talked about in different views. Now, uh, I've talked to bartenders in New York who say they don't make an hourly wage. Their, their wage is strictly tips. And I've talked to, uh, I worked when I worked, I, I got an hourly wage plus tips. And, uh, I, there was one guy who uh, contacted me. Uh, I think he was from Spain and he said, they don't get tipped. They don't get tipped at all. And he's just like, you, uh, you need to work at a better place because it's about the quality of work. And I'm like, that's not the way it works here in America. It might work out there with you guys in Spain. Yeah. But, uh, you know, tipping is, you know, it's partially tradition, but it's also how we, how bartenders and servers get by. Uh, cause... Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. They don't understand that, you know, you get a lot of people that comment like, oh, the restaurant should pay you more. And I'm like, that's not how it works. That's or... not the industry. The industry is tips and hourly. It's a low hourly. It's a low hourly and it's just how it is. It's that, you know, we don't change it. It's not, it's not how, you know, people need to realize that the restaurant business. Right. And that's a lot of people don't understand that. Now, uh, when it comes to uh, people trying to confront you about tipping though, uh, you know, they try to, uh, you try to give them the best service that you can. Sometimes some people make it difficult, but uh, you know, they start asking you questions all the time. It's like, why don't they just uh, pay you more? Why don't they, uh, or why don't you just get another job? I mean, one person asked me one day, how much money do you honestly make here? And my answer to him was like, dude, I could buy and sell you like that. Yeah. Cause you don't, you don't talk about how much you make ever. Oh yeah. No, no, no. But some customers no, get I a little pissy about that. No, I don't know. We, I mean, where I, like I said, where I work, it's a lot different than I, than working at like a Chili's or a Friday's. Um, you know, we have the same people that come in. My my bar, my restaurant is basically like Cheers. That's the best way to compare it. Oh, awesome. Um, the people that come in, come in every day. I'm like, hey, Ralph, are you having makers? You having this today? Hey, Heidi, is it going to be beer, wine? Or, you know, I know they're drinking the minute they walk in. I already know who they are. I know when they come in. Once in a while, I'll get somebody new that's like, I've never seen you here before. And I'm like, well, I don't work Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, and they're like, oh, we always come Thursday, Friday. So, you know, there are people that, that don't come all, as often. But, yeah, most of the people that come to my restaurant are literally there every day. So. Now, now uh, you mentioned some of the corporate restaurants. Now, uh, I've actually talked to a number of servers and bartenders lately that work at those corporate op- uh, offices. And they it actually makes me sick to my stomach where they, where they tell me they have to tip out a certain amount to their bartender or to their uh, dishwasher, to their cooks, to their, uh, you know, it's like a, per- a percentage of the sales and stuff like that. And there have been a couple times where they've actually uh, gone home in the negative because of that. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. That will never happen. No, that's crazy. We tip out barback busters. I did make a video about the barback. He's fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, our, our servers tip out, we actually have a sushi bar. So they tip out sushi, they tip out the bar, the bartenders and the busters. So it's not that many food runner too. Mm. So our tip out's fair. It's pretty fair. Well, yeah. Um, I used to tip out my cooks and my dishwashers, you know, the, whatever I felt was fair. Um, yeah, but I have, cause I've been on the dishwasher side and I've seen a bartender with, uh, uh, with a jar that's visibly full of money. He didn't cover it up or anything, or it's not in a crown Royal bag or anything. It's visibly full. 
And then he says, sorry, I can't tip you out tonight. And I'm just like, whatever. And I just go home. Yeah, that's crazy. But, uh, you know, I, so I've always made sure to take care of my, uh, dishwasher because sometimes I can't make it into the back, bring, uh, bringing dishes. And so gotta be nice to him or her depending on the case. But yeah, so in that, uh, kind of corporate situation, you wouldn't, uh, that's not something that you would put up with then. As far as the uh, tip out situation uh, where you have potential of actually going home in the negative. Oh, that'll never happen. No, that I mean, I don't mean it in a bragging way, but that it's, I mean, like I said, my bar is, I mean, even if I get three, even if I have the slowest night possible, our percentage is based on food sales and liquor sales. So there's no way that, you know, if my sales, if I have sales of a hundred and my tip out is, you know, for the buster is a dollar, you know, that's my tip out or $2. It's not, I mean, I might give them five just because, you know, there's more there, you know, you want to pay for their work, but yeah, if it's, it'll never, it'll never be in that sense. Yeah. Now getting a little bit deeper. Now I've worked in the, uh, local bar. I have, you know, the cheers type of bar where you have the regulars and, um, now this is, this is a little bit deep for me to, uh, for even me to talk about, but when, uh, you have regulars, and they come to you for advice or want to talk to you about problems. Uh, or you, I, I'm assuming just by your personality that you're probably pretty receptive to listening to them. If oh, you have yeah. The time. Oh, no. I know everybody's life story and everybody's drama and everybody's, you know, who's got what going on and who's dating who. And, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I get all the good stuff. <laughs> I'm sworn to secrecy, though. I will not tell. Well, that yeah, that's part of the bartender's uh, bartender's oh, un- yeah. unofficial oath, and uh, in- oh, unless yeah. they're a bad tipper, but that yeah. <laughs> um, oh no, I know. What was that story I heard recently? Where uh, I don't remember where it was, where but a bartender, uh, uh, they were, the police were off looking for somebody, and they came into a bar and said, "Have you seen this man?" And he, and he goes, oh, yeah, he was driving this, and he was heading that way. And uh, they they said, are you sure? And he goes, yeah, he tipped like shit. And so, <laughs> so the you know, remember to tip your bartenders well, uh, otherwise they're not going to cover for you, it was the moral of the story. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, you got to take care of people. <laughs> I had a guy that was a bad tipper, and he would always come in with not his wife, but that's kind of why I made that one video was like, you know, the one that said, I have to pretend like it's your first time here because that's not his wife out video. People yeah. love that video. But then they were like, I couldn't do that. I'm like, Bia, you have no choice. You're going to call somebody out in the middle of work. Like, give me a break. You would never in your life do that. People say like, I would never be able to not tell somebody. I'm like, that's such a lie. Like, yeah. how can you seriously look at somebody who's not with his wife and be like, you're a cheater in the middle of your shift. Like, nobody would ever do that. That is such a stupid lie. I hate people that like talk smack <laughs> like that. Like, come on. Yeah. You would never in your life call somebody out in the middle of your ship to risk your job and somebody's life. Like, come on. Yeah, that's that's, that's uh, yeah, that that's happened to me a dozen times where I see them coming in with not their girlfriend, not their wife, not their husband or boyfriend. You know, yeah, it's gone all different directions, but uh, it you know it's it's not something that it's really our responsibility to report. Uh, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to hold her over their head for future use in case, but right, like who is that? I need details. I need gossip. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, now uh, a lot of your uh, now uh, when you're dealing with everybody's problems or stuff like that, 
do you ever find yourself getting kind of weighed down after listening to so many people's problems after a while? No, not at all. Not at all. I actually, um, I have to me. Okay. So I'll give you an example. I had a regular of mine who's been my regular for now three years since day one. And she had cancer. She ended up getting cancer, um, went through chemo, you know, kept coming in, got, you know, had no hair, ended up getting a wig. Now her hair's grown back and get healthy. And, you know, I always checked on her and I would call her. Um, I'm very close with a lot of my regulars. I have their phone numbers. I text them. They text me my baby shower. I threw at my job with my second son, all my regulars. When I tell you took care of me, they took care of me. I ended up with like a thousand dollars in Amazon gift cards for my baby shower. Like these people are like family to me. So yeah, I know it's crazy. Like when you find a good job and you find a good place to work, you're well taken care of. And I tell my husband, I'm so happy that I found this job. It's one of those places that you know, I don't see myself leaving. And the owner is very much like me. And she's very much like, all right, listen, you got something to say, say it now, let's talk it out. Let's argue it out. And we'll be fine tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like come sit in my office, I'm writing you up. No, it's like, like, we, you know, if I get in a fight with a server, we argue about something, you know, you tell the owner and the owner's like, okay, what do you want me to do about it? Like, go talk it out, be, be adults about it, go mm-hmm. figure it out, you know? Yeah. You talk about your manager and they sound like they handle it in a, uh, a fashion that I would prefer. Uh, some, cause some managers hand, handle it differently. They, uh, make a bigger scene of it than it needs to be or something yeah. like that. But, uh, one of my favorite managers of all, well, my, one of my first managers, uh, he annoyed the piss out of me because if there was a customer complaint or I did something wrong, like left a glass out or something like that, he would write a note and then, uh, and uh, leave it in my tip envelope uh, for, for me to read later. Oh, and that oh, I hated that. But uh, yeah. my favorite manager, though, he, I always knew that he backed me up a thousand percent on whatever idiotic decision I made. And like, for example, um, uh, two guys decided to get in uh, a fight about a ruling of a shot at the, at the pool table. And I had to break it up. One of my servers was mad because one of the guys in the fight uh, was a regular customer. And I said, look, you get in a fight on the pool table. It says right there on the sign on the wall. If you have a fight at the pool table, you are 86. You know, no questions asked. You are gone. Yeah. And uh, when she went running, because she claimed seniority over me. uh, And I said, but I'm the bartender. I'm in charge. You know, first manager, bartender, then server. Sorry. And... Uh, she ran to the managers uh, saying that we we can't 86 him because he's a longtime good customer. And she he's like, he comes to me and he says, what happened? And I said, they got in a fight. And he goes, well, he's 86. I said, that's what I tried to tell her. And he's like, yeah. And he backed me up 100% on it because, you know, that's the rule of the bar. And uh, do, you, do you have a relationship like that with your manager? Um. So, well, okay. So we actually, our manager just left. We have, both of our owners are there seven days a week. Mm. Um, They're actually very good. So her and I are very close. Our kids go to each other's birthday parties. Um, You know, we do have a very good relationship. She actually called me today because of something I had said um, that came out wrong. And she was like, we need to set the record straight. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, I'm like, let's talk about this. And she she became all very angry. And I said, I think it was just a miscommunication. So what had happened was on Sunday, a girl that's 
you know, she's there a lot. Uh, she was running, she was like the key holder that day. And she, um, it was Sunday morning and I had said, she ended up working the bar and I said, you know, if that, you know, I said, you can call me next time. I'm, I live seven minutes away. I have no problem working. She took it as like, I asked her, why was she working? I could have been there. I would have worked. Why did you have to work? And I'm like, that is not how it went at all. I basically said, I'm here if you need me. You know, that's how it came out. So, you know, she called me today, kind of read me a new one. I'm like, I think it was just a miscommunication. And then, you know, at the end of the day, we're like, all right, see you on Sundays or whatever. It was like, no big deal. We have a very good relationship. Um, believe it or not, our whole restaurant is, I say, a family because everybody can talk shit to each other. Everybody can kind of call each other out on what they do wrong. And there's no, I don't want to say there's no consequences, but you really, you literally would probably have to punch the owner in the face to get fired. There's no, mm. there's, we don't really have any set rules or systems in place. It just works. Mm. So I think that's what I love most. It's very like, you know, if I want to jump on the bar and dance with a customer, go for it. Like my owner will just sit there and be like, nice, do it. Whatever makes them happy, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's one of those guys. And like, I remember my first week there, I was very afraid of the owner because He's this big Italian guy, you know, if you don't know him, he comes off a little, I don't want to say mafia-ish, but he comes off <laughs> in the sense of like, don't fuck with me. You know, he's one of those guys. Yeah. So the first week we were open, I was working with another bartender and we were slammed because we didn't know what to expect. It was a brand new place. Nobody knew anything about the place. Um, and we were slammed. So we're working, you know, we couldn't get to everybody in the first second because we didn't know the computer. We didn't know the menu. And this lady was telling the owner oh, you know, I'm down here. I've been waiting for 10 minutes for a drink. And I'm just like, oh God, what the heck? So I'm freaking out because I could see it. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to fire me. Like, this is new. So the next day I said, I'm so sorry about, you know, that woman. And he's like, don't worry about her. He's like, she's one of you people. And he went like this and I'm Jewish. So he's like, I'm like, okay, we're cool. We're cool. Like he just, he was making fun of it, the whole situation. He's like, I'm not worried about it. Don't worry about it. Like he basically said that, but he knows that, you know, I do really well with people. I'm good with my sales. You know, I have my downfalls, but overall, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I do well over there. So, do you get a lot of respect from your customers? Uh, I mean, you, it's you said it's your coworkers. It's like family, and those are the best restaurants to work at when everybody, all your coworkers, uh, get along oh, yeah. with each other and will basically do for anything. For the most part, for I don't want to say totally, but yeah, for the most part, but uh, um, yeah, no, we have a, we don't we all have a great relationship. But uh, I'm talking about my, with the with the customers. You're talking about the customers. Yeah, but well, with the with so, your coworkers though, it's like family. I mean, you take yeah, care oh, of yeah, each other. And, but with your customers now, uh, there I've seen uh, with some customers with other bartenders, they uh, the customers will go out of their way to try to take care of their favorite bartender. And oh yeah, I mean oh yeah, and there was one night where a fight broke out and uh, the customer decided to slap me. And I was pretty sure all I had to do is turn around to my Harley Davidson riders and say, kill. And they would have done it. And uh, without, you know, <laughs> that's all I had to do was say kill. But uh, oh do, my you, God. do you have uh, customers that will uh, that will do things like that for you? Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I had, we have a couple of, we call them just strange people that come in. Um, they don't come in often, but once in a while. Um, oh, a hundred percent. If somebody messed with me, it wouldn't be, it would take less than 30 seconds for everyone else to back us up, back me up. It, I mean, it hasn't happened, but these people are, like I said, they've watched me get pregnant have a baby, you know, my husband, they've met my kids. So it's, it's very, it's just very like, it's, there's no strangers that come in there. So 
you know, we do. I did have one guy who is, when I say, I want to almost say he's a little bit like, not schizophrenic, just, just not all there is basically what I say. Um, he comes in and he sits down. He just talks weird, says weird stuff. But one day he was like, can you put on the tennis? And I'm like, yeah, of course. So I, put, I go to change and I go, he goes, that's not tennis. I go, well, it's a tennis channel. I don't know what, what it's supposed to be on. That's all I said. And he goes, well, how do you not know what channel it's on? I go, well, I don't watch tennis. How the hell am I going to know what tennis is? <laughs> goes, well, that's your job. And he just started getting all nasty. And I was mm. like, okay. I was like, uh, you have a good day. And he's like, I told the owner, like, I'm not serving him. That guy is just being rude. He's like, fuck him. Like, I, get it. I don't care. Like, it's just one of those things, like, we're not going to put up with people that are disrespectful, you know? Right. It's happened. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, I had a problem uh, when I was bartending. Uh, a lot of people expect the bartender to know the sports statistics or know the scores of the recent game or oh whatever. I know nothing about sports, absolutely nothing. Uh, I can't keep up with it. But if you want to talk about rock and roll, I can uh, I can give a lecture. I mean, if you ask me about the Beatles, be prepared for at least a half-hour lecture. Oh, that's awesome. What's your, um, go- what's your go-to subject? So I am a big music person and I say music as um, not necessarily like, you know, talking about music. I, at the end of the night, everybody knows me on my shift. I just play music. I just play everything and anything. I'll pick songs. We'll dance. Um, I actually was going to post a video the other day of this lady singing with a soy sauce bottle. And I'm just like, I don't know if I should post that. I don't, you know, I don't have her permission. Um, be careful. I'm not sure. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I just love, I love playing music at the end of the night. I love blasting the music. I just like dancing. And that's my thing. People know me. I actually, believe it or not, I am like a secret rapper, which a lot of people don't know about me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'll bust out some old school rap and just start rapping. And people are like, oh, my God. Like, how do you know all the words to this? And I'm like, I just do. <laughs> it's very strange. And maybe that maybe I should do that for a video because I'm telling you, if I just bust out a rap song, people look at me and they're like, this is insane. You are the whitest girl I've ever met rapping. I don't know. It's it's very strange. Now, people how old school like, are we talking here? Oh, like uh, like original Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Okay. Um, I can go back as far as like Slick Rick. Um, who else? Oh, geez. Like Run DMC. Uh, oh, yeah, I do run. I grew up on Run DMC. Can you do Rapper's I mean, Delight all, like, all the way through without stopping? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your go-to music, uh, is it mostly hip-hop and rap and all that stuff? Um, I like 80s. I just like 80s overall and then mm. and then early hip-hop. So that's my, that's my go-to. Okay. Now, uh, this is one of my favorite questions to ask a lot of bartenders, uh, is what songs... Do you want banned from your, uh, from the bar because they get played too damn much? Um. Okay, so this is a funny question that you have. So I actually really love Sweet Caroline, and I know it's like the most <laughs> annoying bar song ever. But mm. I always I always try to prove a point to the owner. I'm like, watch this. I'm going to get everybody to do it. So it's more of like a challenge. Like I don't really like the song, but I do it as a challenge because I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna mess, I'm gonna fuck this shit up. Let's go <laughs> and like I'll have everybody yelling it loud and you know ba ba ba. So that's like definitely I say that's like my love hate song because I do it just to get a rise out of him. Sure. Um, and then what's what's a hard? Okay, so our bar is in a like I said a country town, and they we play a lot of country. So when I come in, I'm like I'm like you 
four. Okay, I say I am not playing this country, and I change the station because I have the Sonos on my phone, mm-hmm. so I can totally just change it myself. And uh, you can stop. I um yeah, so I'll just change the music when I come in because I'm like, nope, I'm not listening to this. Nope. So you get control of the Sonos when you uh, when you get into the bar and you change the atmosphere. Or the, oh, I can change answer. whatever I want. Yeah. I'll change. I, if somebody says play this song, I'm playing it. I don't even. I don't have to ask. I don't have to ask permission. I'm obviously I won't play something that's like, you know, not appropriate for the for the bar. But you know, yeah. when the owner has a couple bourbons, he's like blasting like, you know, some hardcore rock or whatever. He's he's cool. Yeah. Uh, see, uh, the question comes from uh, my days as a bartender because I comment on this all the time. It used to seem like that the in one of the bars I worked at. Freebird got played almost twice an hour, maybe three times an hour because oh, hell no. one guy would walk up, put Freebird in, and then another oh, guy would come up, put more songs in, and one of them's Freebird. It just got played so much. And, you know, six yeah, months into bartending, my bartending career, I'm sitting there thinking, I used to love this song. Now I hate it. <laughs> and, um, yeah. That's, uh-uh. That's way too much. No thanks. But this was back yeah, in the no, days we, of, of we the played- CD juke the CD jukebox. We didn't have MP3 players or Bluetooth speakers or anything like that. Oh no. Yeah. People hate when I play Billy Joel station on Pandora. Cause they're like, how much Billy Joel can you listen to? I'm like, it's a good song. What's though. wrong like, with Billy Joel? <laughs> I know, but people say like, I, that's the only station. I know the owner will be like, what are you going to play? Let me guess Billy Joel. I'm like, yeah, cause it's a good station. People always ask, or I'll do 80s greatest hits. Cause that's <laughs> always a good one. It's just, you want to have a good vibe in the restaurant. You don't want to have like, you know, all the same country music and you don't want to have all you know, rock and roll, you know, you want to mix it up. So sure. people like the eighties cause it has a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm, Amazing, uh, uh, next to the Beatles, Billy Joel's my hero. Um, uh, I, uh, so I'm, I'm even, I'm sitting there going, who, who doesn't love Billy Joel? <laughs> I know one of my regulars actually was supposed to take me to the concert on, on Friday. He's playing down here at the hard rock, but, oh. uh, she's like, Oh, everybody's taking the tickets. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. What am I going to do? It happened. So I thought he. I, won't uh, be going. I thought he went on hiatus uh, for a little bit. Uh, no, oh. no, he's going. Oh. He's full. He's yeah. He's back on. So he's going to be at the Hard Rock on Friday. But I'm not going. Too expensive. Yeah, very definitely. How was COVID for you? COVID was uh, funny. Believe it or not. So when it started, I actually right when it started, it actually started the middle of March. Was when. Um, I actually got pregnant in January, 2020, and then March is when it started. So my last shift was St. Patty's day and I ended up like making a $900 day, which was fantastic. Ooh. I was a double. Yeah. yeah, it was a double. And I think it's when I announced my pregnancy to like my regular. So they were like, Oh my God, congrats. Here's a hundred bucks. So it actually like saved me because that was my last shift for a couple of weeks. I mean, for a couple of months. And then when we opened back up in May, I was like, get me back to work, please. So I just wore masks and normal stuff. And then we weren't full capacity and all that crap. Um, and then I gave birth October 2020. Um, I went back to work after a month because I was like, I'm ready to get back. I had a babysitter to help my husband. Went back to work and I got COVID a month later. <laughs> so oh. I ended up, you know, having to stop. But I was fine. I was just, you know, I was home with the two kids. My, my baby got it. The older one didn't. And then, you know, come 2021, you know, everything was, kind of I don't want to say back to normal but it was getting there and now you know it's not down here is so different it's like you know everywhere else it's like oh my god where's your mask da, da, da. nobody wears a mask on my job it's not like that it's very people are just like whatever you know a lot of people got it and it is what it is it's I'm kind of just over the 
people freaking out about, you know, are you vaccinated? Are you not vaccinated? You know, everybody's entitled to their own thing. And right now, as we see, it really doesn't matter whether you are or aren't. Everybody's, you know, been getting it. So, yeah. Yeah. Even the people that have been vaccinated. But, and believe it or not, it didn't affect my money. Thank God. Yeah. It didn't affect anything. Not oh, at all. That's awesome. In fact, it made it better. So, um, so, uh, yeah, here in Texas, uh, the, uh, pretty much they've left it up to the consumer whether or not they want to wear a mask, but they pretty much said it's up to the business whether they want their employees to wear masks. So, uh, yeah. it's, uh, business is back to normal, but I've, uh, seemed to have noticed that, uh, inventory seems to be, well, I live, if there's a bright side of the universe, I live on the planet that's farthest from. And because there's yeah. West Texas, there's nothing out here, but um, Never been. In, inventory out here, it seems to be dwindling. There's not much stuff on the shelves anymore. And Oh, I know. I saw this. I'm like, I went to get, oh, I went to get my husband French fries today or something. Literally zero French fries on the shelf. I'm like, what? Like, how well, are there no French fries? On? It was really, really strange. Yeah. At first, like at our bar, though, like restaurant, we don't have any inventory issues. Oh, that's, uh, that's like, good. Um, cause there's, there's nothing worse than somebody say, I'll take the double cheeseburger and you say, well, I'm sorry, we're out of hamburger, but yeah, no, 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 that hasn't happened. I mean, once in a while we won't, you know, we'll run out of, you know, let's say spinach chip because we sold too many of them or whatever, you know, we make it from scratch. So if we don't have enough prep for the day, yeah, we'll run out of it by the end of the night, but nothing like, you know, nothing, Mm -hmm. nothing too extreme. So, um, what's, what keeps you going, uh, you know, bouncing, uh, your bartending job with the kids and uh, everything. Uh, what uh, what do you do? What keeps you What keeps your mind going? Uh, what keep makes you happy to wake coffee, up? In the coffee. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, honestly, when I'm not working and I'm home with my son, it it is not easy. I'm not gonna lie, it's not easy. It's keeping him entertained with COVID. You know, in the world, is not easy because they don't really have like playgroups and all that stuff, but um, what keeps me going, honestly, is, and I'm not even going to like front, I'm not even going to like lie about it. I love my job because the money's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I know in my mind, if I'm physically able to work, I'm going to work. And I tell my husband that all the time, like, we're not old. We are able to work. Let's stock up this money and just put it away and just, you know, we pay our bills. We do everything like that, but let's stock this money up now when we're able. And, you know, I, I go into work, you know, one day, I don't know if it's going to be a $200 day or a $700 day. It just all depends on who's coming in and what, but you know, that's like, you know, I realize I'm, I'm providing for my family and I'm taking care of my family and I'm able to, you know, do things with them. And I think that's what's important to me. And that's what keeps me going. And like I said, I just, it's my break from life. Like going to work is like my break from my, my Coco Melon and my freaking Disney plus. You know, I go to work and I can say the word fuck without having to worry about anything. And, right. <laughs> you know, it's, that's just what it is. It's more just a break from real, from my, from my real life. I've met a lot of servers that, uh, that have said the same thing. It's like uh, their chance to get a breather, be around people and not, and uh, not, not have talk to talk about poopy diapers. Yeah. Uh, be able to talk with uh, people that their own age, it, it becomes uh, a relief for them. And, that's cool. I mean, but uh, you've managed to uh, do very well for yourself. I mean, you've got a great bar. Most bartenders, I've noticed that when they find their favorite bar, are a good place where they love the regulars. They rub, love their uh, coworkers. They stay there. They're 
they're not going to go anywhere unless something catastrophic happens and they get fired or the building explodes or something like that. Is that, is no, that, I know. Is that the case with you? You're pretty much, you know, a hundred percent. And I, and I, you know, it's funny. I was in management for 12 years and I felt like I was the big boss and I was important and all this, but at the end of the day, I came home and, you know, one of my last, not my last job, but the one before it, when I was managing a bar on the beach or restaurant on the beach, you know, here I am wearing these nice clothes, you know, kissing people's butts and, you know, making sure everything's okay and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, you know, I had my dad paying my cable bills because I couldn't afford it. I'm like, this is stupid. You know, what's the point of, of showing this face and trying to be this perfect person as a manager? You know, I don't really care what people think of me. If people want to say, oh, you're just a bartender, or they'll comment like, you know, get a real job or whatever it is. Like, listen, bro, I'm probably making more than you are during the week. I'm, you know, some weeks I'm making more than my husband and he's working five days a week, you know, climbing elevators all day. So you know, for people to talk smack, it's like, how do you know, you know, you're not in my shoes. So you can't sit there and talk smack on something that you have know nothing about. Mm. So, yeah, uh, there was one guy that he worked for, I'm not going to say the name of the technology company because I don't want to get sued, but he worked for a technology company and he, uh, he guess, I guess he thought he was big shit and uh, he uh, said, you know what? I work for the, uh, uh, well, this was when MP3 players were brand new, just coming out on the market. Yeah. He said, I work for the MP3 player department for this company. And, you know, it, I can, I can get you a job. You know, it's only, uh, it's only $10 an hour after six months, you can, uh, uh, you're eligible for health benefits. And why, why be a bartender when you have opportunities like that? And I looked at him right in the eye and I said, I wake, make way more than $10 an hour here. And oh yeah, I love people that talk smack on the on the thing, and I'm like, I make about seventy five to a hundred an hour. So, what do you got to say about that? You well, know? my favorite part of that conversation was is because I read in Consumer Reports earlier that day, just that day, and I said, I think I read that the company that you work for is actually closing down the MP3 section uh, in the next three months because they were uh, they weren't making any money doing it. And this was pre iPad or pre iPod and all that stuff. And he just, his eyes got kind of got wide and cause he got a little scared, I guess. And I was right. His, uh, his department got closed down. He was, uh, according to the guy he was drinking with that night, he got fired like two or three days later, but and all these people that think that the service industry, we don't wear the bottom of the barrel. We don't make money. Well, we don't, we didn't, you know, we're not trying to make anything of ourselves. Some of us just do it because we enjoy it. That's that's huge. Oh, I listen. I had my career, and now I have my family. So I'm not going to work. I'm going to work three nights a week and make my money and come home the rest of the night and be home with my family. And that's my goal. Right. You work. You got. You always got to remember this thing. This is one of my favorite things. You have to work to live and not live to work. Right. Exactly. Plain and simple. I have a. There's a girl. Okay. So you remember the video I made the other day when it said. Um, what was the one when you, when you work with somebody negative? Yeah. Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear, tell you something that you might want. <laughs> yeah. So when I did that video, it actually, it was funny because that day, this girl, when I walked in and my, my, I call him my Papa Joe, who's my grandma's, whatever he was, significant other, he passed away that day. So it, I was kind of sad. He was 97, whatever. Um, but I just walked into work and I was, and I, again, I leave myself at the door. I don't start, you know, talking smack. I leave it at the door. And, um, she just walks in. She goes, I need an old fashioned. I'm like, oh, hi, nice to see you too. She's like, I'm really busy. Ugh. 
she's one of those people that walks in work and hates everybody and hates life. And I'm just like, I have the perfect sound for you. I have the perfect sound for you. <laughs> so I just made that. And everybody was like, oh my God, it's so true. Because like, there's always that one. It's like the movie Waiting, that one girl that's oh, like, yeah. just shut your mouth and wash the fucking dishes. That one, I love that movie. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. I make references to that movie too much throughout my podcast. <laughs> fantastic. It's amazing, that movie. It's probably one of the most accurate depiction of a restaurant in a, uh, in a movie I've ever seen in oh, my yeah. life. In, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Except I've never played the game. Uh, like they do in that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But my, I actually one of my. I don't want to say he's a regular, but he's actually a, a server who comes in. He's older. He's probably about sixty, sixty-five. And the other day, he orders. Um, what did he order? He ordered meat. A meat. We have a Japanese meatloaf. He ordered a meatloaf, and he goes. I he wanted a salad first. I gave, I gave him a salad. I gave him like ten minutes to eat the salad. Food comes out. He goes. I'm not done with my salad. Why is my food here? And I'm like, oh my God, this is the movie. It's like, this is real life. This is so funny. Like, I go, dude, it's like, it's literally like, you have a minute left to your salad, maybe. Like, it's okay. It's not going to. So then I bring it back and he goes, now it's just going to sit under the food lamp. I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. You know the business. Like, yeah. why are you acting like that? It's just so funny. Well, uh, I've, to my knowledge, I've never had uh, cooks that screw with people's food. I'm, oh, no, I'm not saying it doesn't not. happen, but I've never had it. Absolutely uh, <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, it does not happen at my job. No way. <laughs> they might be, they might get pissed off and yell. Like I did in that one. I, lo- I like, I just, like I said, I come up with a soundbite. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I got to think of it. You know, whatever. If it happens that day, I'm making a video about it. I've never freaked out though. Like that one girl you were talking about in that movie where she just all of a sudden, God damn it. And, uh, I mean, I've gone into the walk-in freezer before and punched a box or something like that, but... Uh, oh, yeah, no, this girl is very much like that all day, every day, and I'm like, you really got to give yourself a day off. <laughs> or uh, she's all smiles around the customers, and as soon as she turns the corner... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi! Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what she does. Exactly. Well, anyway, we're coming up on last call in, uh, in this show. Uh, Jennifer, thank you so much for uh, taking some time out to be on Hey Bartender podcast. Uh, oh, no problem. Enjoyed meeting your kids. Also, they were awesome. <laughs> oh, you want to meet my husband, Eric? Eric, come here. Just say hello. He doesn't want to. He's just got <laughs> home from work. That's right. a long day. But uh, I appreciate um, it so much that you came on a Hey Bartender podcast. Oh, you're welcome. I hope. You know, people definitely follow me, share likes. I love that. You know. Yeah. Why don't you get? Uh, why don't you tell people how to find you on uh, social media? On TikTok, it is Jennifer J Dub. It's J E N N I F E R J and then D U B. So it's Jennifer J Dub. And then on Facebook, it's just my full name, Jennifer White Sawinski. White is spelled with a Y, not an I. So, but you can just look up Jennifer White Sawinski Reels, and they'll pop up somewhere. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That. That's awesome. And yeah, people check out her TikTok. She's got a lot of great videos that if uh, you're a server or bartender, you'll relate to them no matter what. All right, people, there's a storm of brewing out there. Oh, that must mean it's last call. So come on up to the bar, get your last drink, get the hell out of my bar. Uh, so this was an awesome show. I had a lot of fun talking to Jennifer White Sawinski. One little thing that you guys probably noticed throughout the show is that you heard little voices in the back every now and then. Those were her kids. Her kids were totally awesome. They had a few crises that I edited out of the show. Sorry about that, kids. Um, but uh, they were, otherwise, they were really uh, good, well-behaved kids, and they were pretty cute, too. So um, if you caught that, go, uh, that's cool. You got, uh, it's not exactly a Marvel Easter egg or uh 
anything like that. And I probably won't do an outtake show of it, but, um, yeah, th- thanks so much to Jennifer White Swinsky for being on the show. Go check out her TikTok and her Facebook page and, uh, go, you know, a lot of her videos are really funny and very relatable to all bartenders and servers. Just go check it out. As usual, I got to give the big thanks to Laura Hope and the Arctones for their song, Dr. Bartender, that uh, is at the beginning of the show. You guys are awesome. Go check out their music at www.laurahopeandtheark-tones.com, or you can listen to them on Spotify or Apple Music. Just search them out. They've got a lot of great music. Remember, guys, we're not in the safest industry in the world, but we're not in the most dangerous in the world. However, you guys need to be safe out there. So remember, uh, take care of yourselves. If your customers uh, don't look like they can make it home that well, make sure you uh, try to get them into a cab. Uh, We do our best to make sure that our customers come back safe and sound, come in every day because, you know, we like at least a few of them and the others we just tolerate. Follow Hey Bartender Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. All three of them are at Hey Bartender Podcast. Visit the website, www.heybartenderpodcast.com. It's in sad shape right now, but you can still get on there and pick yourself up a Hey Bartender Podcast t-shirt or a poker chip or a sticker if you want. Uh, Everything is cool. Uh, Remember, you can listen to... Hey Bartender Podcasts on Anchor FM, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, get on to Anchor FM and uh, check out what I got going there. You got a button you can push where you can leave me a text message or you can leave me an audio message. It's totally cool. Uh, I plan on using those for part of the, parts of the show uh, as soon as I start getting some. And you can help support the show. Any little bit helps uh, so I can keep doing this show and bring you bigger and better better stuff uh, you know, more videos uh, or bring on bigger guests, anything would help. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, remember you can listen to Hey Bartender podcast, new episodes every Saturday at 7 p.m. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just-